Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Imagine football's favorite Sunday. Now imagine it without salsa. We know you'd never commit to that kind of party foul. Instead, add fresh craving salsa. Our premium small batch recipes burst with big flavors. That means your game day guests will dip their chips and tip their hats to you. Yes, you. With Fresh Cravings, every host is a hero. Find Fresh Cravings sauce in the produce section or visit freshcravings.com for where to buy. Crave goodness. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. Welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, live edition. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. And today we have a very special live edition. And joining us today, and if Tim doesn't break the microphone, is Lee and <laughs> Tiffany from The Crush. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing We're doing good. awesome. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks so, for having us. Yeah. We've been trying to put this together for a while, and then it was hunting season, and you guys hunt we, we didn't know. Well, we would not know this because he doesn't really check our Instagram, so any of our, well, let's be honest, any of our social media, but it was yeah. on Instagram. We've been trying to set this up for yeah. months, and... Well, yeah, I wouldn't know how to get on it. And then I dropped the ball one yeah. time. I'm like, oh, crap, I think I shot a deer or something, and I was like, totally missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, 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 not, you're not the only one. <laughs> I think we called Jim Shockey, and he was on his boat fishing. He's like, what? I'm like, oh, uh, like, oh, is that central time? Oh, my man. <laughs> He's like, oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, at least she answered the phone, because if I don't know a number, I won't answer it. Oh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your 2017 hunting season. For you guys, yeah, it looked pretty good. <laughs> a little bit better than us here in Michigan. So. Yeah, we've been seeing some good uh, some good posts by you guys mm-hmm. about uh, some some a big buck that you just got. Yeah, um, we probably had our best year that we ever had. And Tiffany actually just with their bow was it like last week? Yeah, last week. Got the uh, well, it was the first one with a bow this year too. You know, sometimes sometimes it happens right off the bat, and sometimes I think a couple of years ago I didn't shoot my first deer till December 27th. But we've been lucky enough to to usually get a, at least one good one every year, and this year was no different. It's our best year ever. But yeah, I just smoked a buck that I had hunted all year long. It was actually the first day we'd ever seen him, and I'd been hunting him all season long, and shot him at 45 yards and snowing out and first year I've ever shot in the snow and with a bow and it was pretty awesome like like I said I still can't believe that he, I'm like I can't believe he showed up I know it I know it how big was that deer 174 inches Whew. yeah it was a, a nine point too you know five by four with a kind of a shorter shorter four but he was just so impressive we were beams just 28 inch beams on both yeah sides. we didn't big think he was going to be that big yeah nice 
So you guys, you, you weren't seeing it on camera at all then? You just saw it, or were you seeing it on camera, and then, then you guys finally got the opportunity that day? Now we had, we were seeing, we had pictures of him. What happened, like, two years ago when he was a four-year-old, Tiffany was hunting over there for Wally on the same farm shot that deer, and she saw him all the time. Every time he'd hit the rattling animals, he'd come running in. He was so aggressive, but he was Aww. just a four-year-old. So we're like, well, let's just do him another year. And then last year, for, for whatever reason, he didn't grow a right side. So he just had this big, giant left side, and he actually had six wow. points on that side. I was like, mm -hmm. man, that thing really blew it. Just, and I don't know, I don't know how it broke off or what, because he wasn't there in the summer. So it was just, um, he just came in like in October, and he was hard horned. It was just broke clear off. I don't know if he grew it and broke it. Huh. Or if he just never grew it, so we just didn't know if he'd ever grow again, so we just started calling him Southpaw because he just had a big left side. <laughs> but even then, you know, last year we hunted over there quite a bit. I, I shot a deer called Petey over there, and that's the only time we ever saw him that year. I saw him the one time you know, that we had lots of pictures of him. And this year was kind of the same. We'd get pictures of him. He said, okay, Southpaw's over there. Can you get over there? He's been out there morning and night, both in daylight. She'd go hunted for four or five days. Never see him, never a picture. Yeah, I never saw him. And then we'd go like two weeks without a picture. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe somebody shot him. And then I'll send bang, he'd be back in there. Oh, there's a couple pictures in there. Let's get in there. And then my buddy Tom was here, and he hunted him with a, during the gun season for like seven days straight. Never saw him. <laughs> and then the, the goofy thing is, Tiffany was just over at a different farm. She just went and grabbed a card out of a camera. She pulled back, I looked at it, and I was like, that's Southpaw. I mean, on the 18th, there's two pictures of Southpaw in there, and that's three miles away from there. <laughs> On a different one of our farms, so we're just like, what the heck? Why would he go all the way over there when we have plenty of food to go on both places? So when I, I told her, I was like, let's go, let's go try for Southpaw over on our Smith farm. She's like, her and the cameraman and Willie were both like, that's kind of crazy. Why would you go over there? I know. I was like, oh, right. I'm like, seriously, we're not gonna see him over there. <laughs> and I was like, hey, that's where most of the food is, and that was on the 18th. That's all I really needed to know because the 18th was the last day of our gun season. Because like, and it was that that night. And I was like, okay, he made it through the gun season. So likely with a bow, he's not going to get killed. So I said, that's where he's lived his whole life. I said, maybe he was just out looking for the last does or whatever. And I said, got pushed out or somebody was doing drives or something. But I said, I didn't think he'd be back there. And sure enough, that night he walked out 45 yards, started eating, and he smoked him right there. So it was, you know, it was a good story. We hunted him so many times. We'd have pictures of him, but he was just so sporadic. He'd come in for two, three days, and then bang, he'd be gone for two weeks, you know, or three weeks that time. Even. And he was like, ah, do you think he was dead? We thought he was dead like three or four different yeah, times a bunch this year. Yeah, times. So, you know, they're just crazy how, how they change, and they're just, every one of them is different. It's just, yeah. You just never know what to expect with them. Yeah, and Lee, you shot your biggest deer of your career so far this year, too, didn't you? Yep. I shot my biggest deer I ever shot on October 10th, and then I wow. beat that one on November 29th. <laughs> <laughs> the same year, I got my two biggest deer in, ever, and all in the same year, so that was, that was pretty crazy, you know. I just you hunt for forty years of your life, kind of shoot a two hundred or seven or two of them, and in, in, inside of two months. So sounds like it's all downhill from here. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these are coming off your farm, right? Or around? Yeah. Here. Well, we have you know we have a bunch of different farms. Yeah. We have whatever twelve different farms. So um, you know over three different counties. So there's you know none of the farms are real big. Yeah. Uh, I guess, well, I mean, one is we have a couple that are like 800, but a lot of our farms are like 300 acres and, you know. Even 80 acres, actually. Yeah, 180 and a 97 and stuff. So, you know, it's it's hard. You lose more of them to neighbors on that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. on the good side, I like what having a bunch of different farms that are one big piece is that you pull in so many different genetics, you know. And, and a lot of times in late season, we have a lot of food on, this, on all the farms. 
you're, you're drawing in a lot of deer from neighboring properties and stuff. So you're, you have more, you have more new deer coming in and more different genetics coming in. So I think you have a better chance of finding a big one, but you also have a lot better chance of neighbors shooting them, which we lost two, two 200 inch deer this year to, to neighbors too. So, wow. you know, it was our best year for <laughs> big deer, have, you know, high corn ones that we lost two of them to neighbors too. Wow. So. We do on a deer farm. On a deer farm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have those. I, we don't I, have those I've kind seen, of deers. I've seen a couple in Michigan that were. <laughs> yeah. You sure it wasn't? They weren't mine. You sure it wasn't an elk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did see. I, somebody did right. hit an elk, and we were driving up to the cabin. Somebody hit an elk on a uh, seventy-five. No way. Huge lane yeah, as a awesome. probably three fifty. Wow. So how do you, how do you guys decide like when when you're going out like how do you decide where you're gonna hunt when that many properties you have around the area like what do you what do you guys what's your plan? Well, you know, every year it. I mean, like this year on a couple of our farms there wasn't even a shooter on a couple of them, so that narrows it down right off the bat on that. And then it just a lot of it is what deer you hunted last yeah. year and stuff. You know, it's like <clears throat> last year I had a couple of deer. And the one in particular, and neither one of them was the two that I shot. It was a different one that I hunted a lot, and then he broke a point, and, and I was like, yeah, I should just leave him. You know, he was probably a 190-something last year. I said, I'm going to leave him. So when we left him, he came back this year, and he was a giant. I mean, he was probably like 220, I'd say. Two, 218 wow. to 220 would be my guess. And I was okay, that's, that's the deer I want to hunt because I hunted him all last year. I had encounters with him. I saw him a lot, and I passed him a lot and everything. And that that's one that... You know, I just knew I was going to shoot that one. And then what happened is I went to Alaska to hunt Roosevelt Elk for the last week of October, and I should have never done that. But it's normally <laughs> not that good the last week of October. Usually the first oh, week yeah. of November is when all the bigger ones start getting on their feet and hitting the scrapes and start checking for does. And it got so cold that last week of October, I mean, I go check my cameras when I got home, and he was, like, in front of my stands and an owl in my oh, field okay. and taking, like, pictures of him morning and night and and tons of daylight pictures of him, and my neighbor hit him. And he, you know, he, so he thought he hit him in the shoulder, high and forward. And then I had one of my one of one of my buddies over here came and helped him look for it. And it, it only went like a couple hundred yards, and just a little bit of blood, and then it just dried up to nothing. And so we figured he'd be fine, but still to this day, we've never got a picture, never oh, saw him. So I'm sure man. he died from that. Um, so that's, that's one of our biggest ones that we we lost. So so then after you know spent two or three weeks hunting him, and you know through the whole month of November almost, you're like. No pictures, no sightings of him. If you're going to see him, it's going to be during the ride. You're going to get pictures of him someplace. So then I started thinking, okay, he's probably going to be gone. So that's when I went off to the other one, um, you know, that other one. I didn't think he would be that big either, but that's 207. But so a lot of times it's just from year to year, it's like I had deer that you hunted a lot or you passed them I was a like, lot. For the record, I passed Petey how many times and you shot him. Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just you have to get uh, overruled. I was like, I'm going to say. Ain't that how it goes. Uh, yeah, but you can't complain. No, not a bit. But, I mean, I was just pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were. There was one on that farm. She shot all those deer on there. She hunted that every year. I was like, I haven't even hunted that farm for years, so I don't want to get over there and hunt. It just happened there. there's a giant there, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's so no that's there's that's no competition between you guys and competition. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, we have a two year old screaming and it's loud in my ears. I can't imagine out there. Sorry. Oh, well, no, you're good. Actually I don't think we can hear it, so that's yeah. good. Oh good. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, 2017, but... kind of a kind of a killer gear for you guys. And since it's now, I mean, it's I, it's got to be on the decline from here on out after the deers that you shot this year. What's on the agenda for 2018? You switching it up? Well, it's kind of the same, um, you know. And like I said it was our best year. And even for both of us, even mule deer, I shot you know a 200 inch mule deer as well. That was three 200 inch deer. So I don't think I'm ever going to top that again. <laughs> but we have kind of the, a lot of the same hunts. I mean, we have places that we go like our elk and mule deer spot, it's actually just kind of a lease that we have out in, in Utah. They, you know, we go out, we'll go out there in the spring and shed hunts and, and stuff. So you got a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more like your own property when you have a lease like that. You know, I shot a, you know, a 360 bowl on it this year. <clears throat> Tiffany shot a big bowl on there, and she shot a 191-inch mule deer oh, with her bow early, and you know, I shot a 200. So we got, we'll always go to that place because it's a lease of ours, and we have, you know, good elk and mule deer out there. But, like, every year I try to do something different, you know, like I, I want to shoot, you know, 29 North American big game species with my bow. I, you know, I'm not in any hurry or anything, just sometime in my life. So I try to pick something that we haven't hunted or, you know, ever, and we do something different. But we have a lot of places that we like to go for elk and mule deer. And then once right. we hit deer season, you know, we have our farm here. We have one in, one in Missouri, and we have one in Illinois. So, you know, we just basically spend most of the time, once you get to October 1st, we basically spend the time just on our own farm. Deer I think we're heading to Kentucky this year for deer. I'm really excited about yeah. that. Yeah, so that's, that's a no, another new one. Yeah, we're another new one. Do, like, Very the first cool. week How about September, Michigan? Since, <laughs> you know, that's not great for elk yet. So. No Michigan on your agenda? <laughs> uh, not this year. No, <laughs> no not this year. That's a pretty solid <laughs> yeah. no. But we're 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 waiting waiting other 20. fishing waters. <laughs> yeah, other things, we can fish. Not really on your hunting mm. agenda. Now we might go up there to snowmobile. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we don't have any snow yeah. here, hardly. Great spot for that. Hey guys, take us back real quick. I think one of the questions I have, and, and I think that um, a lot of viewers would have, is just kind of how it all started for you guys. I know, obviously, you guys were big hunters and all that, but I guess tell us a story about how it transitioned from just being a hunter to being a hunter, uh, hunting couple, I should say, on a, in creating the TV show, like the transition. Well, that was it. It was really by necessity. Yeah, I mean, complete accident, really. Yeah. I mean, we never tried to. I never set out and said, hey, I'm going to just try to do a TV show. It just, you know, it fell into our laps, really. I mean, we were just so lucky and so blessed the way that everything happened in our lives so far. And, you know, we never could have predicted it. I mean, I was a chemical engineer and Tiffany was a flight attendant. And, you know, we just we just hunted all the time. And, you know, so that's. Because we had a lot of time off of work, for the record. That's why we got to hunt all the time. But, so we, Lee would, like, mold his schedule to have, like, a month and a half off, like, October and all of November. Like, he would trade all of his shifts and stuff. And then um, I just had a lot of time off naturally as a flight attendant. So it just, it really, we just had great jobs for a hunting life. Yeah, yeah so we, we just hunted all the time and stuff. And then I worked at an archery shop for like eight years and stuff all through high school and college. Yeah, Bowana Archery. Yeah, so I mean, I was just into archery my whole life and just in deer hunting. And so through that, you know, through the archery shop, we'd go to the ATA show. And just when we were there one year, we met like Michael and the Drury's and, you know, Don and Candy Kiske and all the guys. They're all kind of our own age. And we just kind of got to be buddies with those guys. And then with David Blanton and stuff. And David was like, hey, why don't you guys, you know, since you guys are killing good deer, you know, you know hunting all the time, why don't you try killing them and, and you know, doing something for monster bucks? And it's like, oh my gosh! I mean, for me, I mean, when Monster yeah. Bucks and those videos first came out, like to, you know, Walmart or Bass Pro, it was like Christmas Day. I mean, we just couldn't wait. You know, there was no, you know, outdoor TV even back in those days and stuff. It was just VHS yeah. stuff. You yeah. know, it wasn't all the shows that you can watch now or 
I know we're aging ourselves, Wachowski. Well, we're, we're the same age. Back then, there wasn't, you know, you couldn't just log on and watch hunting stuff whenever you wanted to or the outdoor channel. So, I mean, that I was like, it. No I mean, It was just waiting for those monster bug videos to come out and the HS videos to come out. And that's what we did. We just got all the videos, Tom Miranda's videos, mm-hmm. all this stuff just to be, you could watch it all the time. So the first year out, you know, we got a camera and, and stuff. And the first year out, Tiffany and I, we had, a, we had a phenomenal season. I mean, I shot a one. And that was like only my second time hunting. Yeah, it was like second, second year. Tiffany, only second year hunting. And I shot a 196, wow. a, a 172, and like a 160. And Tiffany wow. shot like 150s and then one, you know, 160. So we had a great, and we got, and believe it or not, I mean, most of them were all in focus and all usable stuff. Wow. So that first year, it was a Monster Bucks 10, and I, they put me on the back cover with one of my Wisconsin or my, my Iowa bucks. And then Drury's were producing um, Kiske's um, whitetails, taking to the extreme videos. So they put our other hunts on that and Tiffany's hunts on that. And that's what we were just totally content, not for money, not doing it to make any money. It was just because I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, it was an opportunity just to go and pick up, go into Walmart and pick up a Monster Bucks video and see my picture on the back. It was like I could have died and yeah. went to heaven right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was enough. I mean, I was just like, man, this is unbelievable. So we did that for like three years and, uh, you know, just kept doing video stuff. And, you know, there was no, there was no social media. So you right. didn't know yeah. if anybody was watching them or saw them yeah. or, or anything whatsoever. You know, you, we were just doing it for fun. And then uh, we, I picked up from Michigan, up in Muskegon, you know, Scentlock, those are guys that always yep. wore Scentlock stuff and shot Matthews bows and everything. And one day, uh, you know, Aubrey Gale from Scentlock, because we would give them pictures at the ATA show and stuff, and there was no digital picture you can email them, and you had, we had slides and slide photos and stuff, and you'd send them, and they used, like, Tiffany's picture, I think, on the hang tags on their clothes, and maybe one of mine on the hang tags hey, and stuff. And just one day, Aubrey Gale from Soundwalk called and said, hey, we're thinking about doing another show. Would you guys be interested in hosting it? And I was like, well, hey, you know, I never really thought about it. But, yeah, I mean, heck, you know, even if it's not near as much money as we make, if I could go hunt every day, that's worth it to me. Yeah. So we did. And, uh, you know, started the show, and it was a big success right from the beginning and, you know, not expected whatsoever. And uh, here we are, 14 years later, still kicking away. But it was, you know, nothing that we pursued ourselves or anything. It just we're doing all the things that, you know, you probably would have, you'd have to do to get there, but not ever thinking that we would ever do a show. I mean, I just, you know, it wasn't that way. We're trying to do that. Just like everything was kind of complete accident. I mean, it's like we don't plan anything. You know, (laughs) we're horrible (laughs) at that. Yeah, we fly by the seat of our pants a lot, and that's kind of the way that. win i mean total accident i mean never never you know never tried to do it or even thought about it actually it's terrified me to death because i just like you know what if it what if you do it and it stinks and everybody hates it <laughs> yeah, you know right. you know you don't kill anything and stuff because even at that time i was just like i was you know, pretty picky on what i would shoot back then i was like you know even aubrey and those guys were like you're gonna have to start shooting stuff because you know yeah you know, right now you don't shoot anything unless it's giant, and that's not always going to be the case. But we just always just stuck to it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not killing something for a TV show if we can't, if we don't get enough deer or elk or whatever. We'll just do more turkey shows or yeah. duck hunts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it always worked out pretty good. I mean, we always seem to have, you know, have success every year. So yeah, that's really good. cool. That's a cool story. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of a humble beginning, really. I mean, I, but you know, the thing about it 
to me that shines the most is that obviously you guys are doing something right when it comes to the farming or the land or the management of the land obviously if you're able to shoot those kind of numbers you know i don't care where you're at yeah to maintain that kind of numbers Mm -hmm. is a big deal right you might go out two years and shoot a 160 and 180 but then you just cleared your whole land of your big bucks so it's really impressive that you guys have been able to do that i guess what what can you give us like some Hi, insight onto that? Like, how does that work for you guys? I mean, you spend most of your time pre-doing these lots and picking and choosing. Again, it was just it was just totally totally luck because when we moved down to Iowa, I mean, I didn't have a job and have a penny to our name. I mean, I worked as an engineer for a few years, but not enough to buy a whole bunch. We bought, you know, with the partners with two other guys. You know, bought our first farm here in Iowa, and you know, and basically, I bought in Minnesota. I bought my dad's house from him. Um, my mom died, so my dad, he, he saw how to, I'll buy from you, but he didn't make me pay him all the money. He said, you can just pay me back later, and I used that money to put down on a farm down here. So it wasn't like, my, my dad was a, was a bricklayer, and Tiffany's dad was a truck driver. We didn't, we came from very lower middle class yeah. family. We didn't have, our parents didn't have any money. I mean, we didn't, I didn't know any farmers. I didn't know anybody that had any land, nothing. Even all those years that we hunted, I just knocked on doors. I spent all summer mm-hmm. You know, looking at fields and finding places where I could see deer coming out, and I'd go work and work and work and not and trying to get permission on those farms and things. And it was a lot easier back in those days. Yeah. A lot of people didn't bow hunt back then. You yeah. had to get on a lot of places. Right. But then For as sure. it started changing, you could see that coming. I man, we got to buy some. So that's yeah. basically, like I said, it wasn't for my dad just selling me his house. I, I got a, took a loan out for whatever it was, 150000 back then, and he didn't make me pay it to him. He said, well, you can take the loan, and I'll just give it to you. You don't give me the money, and I'll give it back to you, and you can put it down on that farm down there, and then I'll just pay him back, you know, as as, as I could. So it was just because of that that I was even able to buy this, you know, the very yeah. first piece down here, and that was with two partners to begin with. And so, you know, just doing what we do, managing the deer, I was just, I mean, I'd never been on a tractor when I was down here, when I first moved down. I never even stepped foot on one. Wow. So we just, you can't but I just, either. I was just like, <laughs> So it's like if you could have had a camera down here on those years, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, just so infatuated with deer. And just like, I just, I always just wanted to live on a dirt road and have a, a little place I could put a little food plot in and stuff. And that was like my dream. And so when it came to, uh, man, we got a farm and said, man, I can hire a dozer and push out a piece and I can go in there and I can, you know, get a little disc and a four-wheeler and disc and put and put, you know, clover seed in there and then my neighbor I had to know some of the neighbors and they live and borrow their tractors and stuff and I just learned as I went and then we just I just got very lucky meeting through a friend that when I was an engineer I worked with a guy Ryan Harp and his wife worked for a guy named Tom Rolls and then Tom and I met through through them and Tom wanted to buy a piece so we bought a piece together and you know it was just basically one percent mine 99 percent his but I just always wanted to be part owner of things just so nobody could ever kick you off. You say, well, if I'm part owner of it, you know, they can't kick you off. Yeah. But, but like for Tom, he just worked so hard every day at his business, and he started from you know, he was a farm kid himself, and grew up and just worked so hard to build up a company. So he, you know, he was he didn't have a lot of time, and so I just did all the work, and I'm just so infatuated with it. Every day I'd get up, how can I make this place better? How can I do something better for deer? Was it hinge cutting? Yeah. Was it food plots? Was it planting apple trees? Was it doing whatever, and I just every single day focused on that. And so, like, for Tom, he'd come down, and he'd see great deer. He shot the biggest deer of his life, so it was a great investment for him. You know, he's like, it's a good investment in land anyway. And then he'd come down, stands were up, food pots were in, everything was good. So we just, as, you know, our show started getting bigger, and we started making some more money, so I would be able to buy some. And Tom, so Tom and I, he's like my best friend, so 
we just started buying stuff together and buying stuff together and buying stuff together. So that's how we came up with, you know, having almost 6,000 acres down here. I couldn't never have done all that wow. myself. And, yeah, you know, half of that is Tom, you know, so it was really Tom that enabled me to, you know, us and, you know, the other friend, John Benneke, who's down here right now, honey, he, he bought, he, he and I bought that first piece together. I was talking about. So a lot of it wasn't mine. You know, when I had nothing, I had, at least I had some guys that had the, the money and, and the, you know, that trusted me to, hey, I'll go in on with you, knowing that. And then, and then after they'd see all the work that I did and that just that, how that value increased in the land. And we bought a lot of this stuff for $500, $700 an acre. It's now worth 4000 So, like, for time, yeah, no kidding. like, man, I don't have any other investments that, you know, quadrupled yeah, right. five times in 10 years. Oh, yeah. So it was a good investment for him. You know, to have land, and it was good for us that we got to hunt it and we get to do our shows on it. And it just was a, you know, without Tom and John and those guys at the beginning, I mean, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have, I mean, I, I could have bought a piece of land the size of a postage stamp. That's about all I had to do back then, you know. I didn't like, hey, when we moved down here, I quit my job and just moved down without really, you know, you're not getting paid for the TV show for a year before. You know, you film everything the first yeah, year and it doesn't yeah. air to the next year, so there was a, for a year of no income on my from my side and just spending money you know on fertilizer and seed yeah. and all that kind of stuff so i mean we were yeah i mean we were crazy. about you know our, we still had our house in minnesota it was almost going into foreclosure before we started getting paid some from some i got the show rolling so i mean it was I mean, it was make it or break it at, yeah. back in the early days but you know it was, it was like i said luck for the tv show and just luck finding people like tom and john that that had you know putting a faith in me that, okay, you know, I trust that you'll take care of the land and do a good job on it and make sure it's good for deer and, and everything. And it's worked out beautiful. They're still my closest friends. John's here right now. And Tom just left last week and we just we've never had an argument. We've never had a discussion. I mean, they let me do what I want to on there. They come down, they see tons of deer and great deer and we get along great. We have a fun, such fun time. Best time of the year is when they come down and they hunt. So it's worked out great. And like I said, we're just, just got lucky all around meeting them two guys to help you know to start getting buying land and then and the show and everything so it's all been kind of things that just could have could have went the other way for sure yeah, but we've just been very sure. lucky that it all went the way that it did so 14 years later i guess what would it what what i guess what would be the hardest part for you guys like what, what was the hardest thing to overcome over the years um towards like now you know not like early i get early on it was a you know struggle and and that's pretty cool and impressive to be honest but like even now like what would you guys say is like one of the hardest things about having a show mm-hmm. uh, tiffany i don't know I, I don't know if there's anything yeah i was like um i mean i would say we have like the best world out there possible mm-hmm. in all honesty it's like you know, especially now when we have kids, it's like, what other job can you bring your kids to? I mean, here we are sitting here doing an interview at 7.30 at night because we've been out, Lee's been out hunting and I'm tagged out for the most part. But it's like, we got our kids right here. They're always with us. They travel with us. I mean, really, I mean, it's like, I think we've got the best thing going ever. I mean, like I said, it's like, you know, I'm basically a stay-at-home mom, but I have a full-time pay. Yeah, that's really yeah. That's And they're cool. with us all the time. I mean, granted, I'm doing an awesome job right now because Reagan's eating a screwdriver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that now. But, uh, I mean, that's truth, actually. I'm like, oh, let's put that away. But uh, I, mean, I I think, like I said, I think it, that we're always together. I mean, just, just the lifestyle that we want to raise our kids in and just our fans. I mean, I, I really, I mean, 
what doesn't get tiring after a while sometimes you know you're up yeah. late and you're up yeah. early and we've got kids and stuff now and you're hunting it's like but really like you said let's be honest i mean we have the best thing ever right i think for most people like a lot of people come down here and they'll stay like a week and they're just exhausted at the end of it and they don't even you know they don't have to do anything you know like that, that we do and they're like man i don't know how you do it <laughs> we almost always have our buddies here our friends here cameras here we stay up till midnight and we're up at four yeah and you never get any sleep by the time they leave they're exhausted and i just we just keep going yeah and right i think a lot of people probably couldn't do it and just the work like every single day there's never a weekend off i work every no. day from the minute the sun is up but it's all down. stuff we love to do so you don't really exactly. think about it yeah. as like working i mean like i could say like right now i'm like well it kind of drives me nuts i haven't been able to like really clean our house and stuff but i mean that's like the the hardest thing I can come up with. I mean, like I said, I think we just <laughs> And that was my point. My point is that we don't take vacations. I don't have weekends off. You don't do any of that. But it's all stuff that I love to do. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of other people that come down, they're like, I don't know how you do it. Because it's just, it might not be their passion. I get, like, I get up yeah. every day and it's like, what can I do to make our deer hunting better? What can I do to make our deer healthier? So, and not, not so much just to kill them. I just love those animals. I have yeah. so much respect for them. And it's like, I want to see them healthy and and you know and live the longest i was like leave for the record one else, time so. it would be nice for you to wake up and go what can i do to make my wife well you know you got to think of work first tiffany <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean, like awesome. I said, it's hard to come up with anything if other people that it's like they're not their passion you know it's like yeah. i don't i want to get every single day and think about deer and on tractors and stuff they have lots of other hobbies skiing and sports and anything else we don't you know i don't really we don't really think about any any right of that now stuff. we're praying cameron isn't a big sports fan. <laughs> I, I know it i see my brother and you know every single day i have to run the run the kids to hockey and football yeah. and everything i was like man i you know i'll let him do whatever he wants to but i hope that he doesn't like sports so we can just we can come out hunting every day and, <laughs> go. and go yeah. fishing and go Secretly. to you know <laughs> alberta and hunting trips together and fishing trips and all that kind of stuff and so, but it'll be whatever he wants to do. I'm kind of hoping he's not into sports and stuff. I'd rather have him out on the tractors and yeah, because you're going to be busy then. You have to night, go to the football so. games and you'll have to <laughs> lose your nights. Oh yeah, it's going to be interesting for yeah. you guys. Since it's a... so, speaking of like that, and, and you know, obviously you guys have been doing this a long time now. So, you do you guys get to like decide like if you want to just take two weeks and go to Hawaii and say you know we're done for two weeks? Totally. Oh sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Absolutely. That's awesome. yeah. yeah, cause that's that you guys have a break. Of course, I mean, but we could. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have a break from it. You gotta disconnect. I, like I'm going to Hawaii coming up. I'm pretty pumped. Like I just, I just can't wait to disconnect from everything. You just get out, but you know, and just eat pineapples all day on the coast. Well, my mind, but we don't. Well, my mind be off no, of things we, like. We were supposed to go to Hawaii this year, but uh, our, who our couple friend that we're going with? But we, were, of course, we were gonna do a hunt and turkey yeah. hunt there. Hawaii like huge, and then we were gonna do like a vacation too, but. You got to have that write off somehow. Yeah, think ahead. <laughs> yeah, think ahead. Yeah. We went like one time, Tiffany made me go, like it was right after the hunting season. I did. I totally drug up and to it was Mexico. Like, and it was like for a week. And I got to, you know, three days just to relax. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'm exhausted. We're getting towards the end of the season. I'm kind of oh, actually yeah. looking forward to the end of the season because I'm kind of like, okay, I, I want all the deer that are alive right now to make it. You know, we, all I got to do is make it another six days and yeah. so I'll get through another year and I can start thinking about shed hunting and, mm -hmm. and hinge cutting and doing other stuff. But it's like, it'd just be nice just to relax for a few days. But Yeah. You guys, um, now last year, Jamie and I walked by, we saw your RV at the show, at the ATA show. How big is that thing? Uh, that's a Prevost 45 foot. Oh, oh the guy you beat, Kevin. Sorry. Ooh, we yeah. got an RV here, too. That's why I was asking. Because we got, what do we got, 35? Yeah. 
35 foot, a little bit smaller, but it doesn't have our picture on the side, but unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think Kevin's, make that. I don't think Kevin's wife would approve it. The show this year, it's actually because they left the slide outs out, and it's been like negative temperatures here for like oh. a week, two weeks, and they yeah. can't get them in. Oh, <laughs> if we wanted to, maybe we're getting a new wrap on it and stuff, so it's like. Yeah, it's going to be rewrapped. Well, there's some nice hotels around. Yeah, so we're just like, ah, let's just drive down there. It's not that far. We don't need to take the bus. It's good. Once you, it's nice taking the bus. Tiffany and I can just go to sleep for yeah. six hours. And, yeah. and, you know, we're with Mike or Matt drive. But it's like, once you get it there, then find a place to park and all that other stuff. It's uh, the hassle. Exactly. It might be easier just to drive down there and park your car in the parking garage and be done with it. So you guys have had some really cool guests over the years. Who would be like the coolest people you guys have had down there, like like Burt Reynolds or something, right? Like who <laughs> who would you say was like really cool? Like you're surprised. Or... Um, well, you know you have your you have your Blake and your Garys and all mm-hmm. those guys, but like one of my favorite all time guests was Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeff was one of my favorites. Toby Keith was really fun. Brantley Gilbert's been really fun. I mean. Yeah, yeah kind of different for different reasons, though. Yeah, I mean, we have the most fun, like, with Gary and Blake and stuff. But, like, like Blake now with, with uh, you know, with The Voice, and they really film that year-round. You don't realize that, but when they do episodes, they do several years at a time. And he just has, like, no time, wow. you know, to do anything. And so, you know, it's always fun to go see Blake at concerts and stuff, but he doesn't hardly get a chance to hunt anymore. But he will soon here because, you know, I don't know how many more years of do The Voice. Um, and like Luke Bryan and, and like Luke, yeah, Bryan, he's actually, been really fun. actually Luke Bryan is his manager and, and camera guy that does all their buck commander stuff. Hunter is a good friend of ours too. He's here hunting right now too. He's been here all year. He's been after this one I buck think all year. I he's actually living in Iowa right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, bowling is not easy. When they always oh, come down to Lee's place and you know, they go, they're around every tree. And it's like, that is not the case. You're bowling some. It is just as tough as anywhere. You just know that they're there. That doesn't mean they're yeah. going right. Good feeling, though. To kill. But, man, he's been, he came in October and November and late November and early December. And he's newly married, so I think his wife's probably ready to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been seeing that buck. If he saw him tonight, too, he just wasn't close enough, you know, but it's yeah. been the same buck that he had picked up right from the very beginning. And he's, he's got, he had like, missed him once and then had times where he could have got shots at him. It's just, it just, you know, just the way that deer, the way that deer are, you just don't always get a shot at them, you know. Yeah. So hopefully he'll get it done here in this last week here. At least so we saw him tonight, so he's back where we think he was going to be. And this conversation wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about a little bit of gear. So with uh, the new triax that came out from Matthews, do you guys are, are you guys do you find it easy or hard to transition for the the bow changes each year? Because the only reason I ask that is. Uh, a couple years back, uh, Brian and I were at the show. We ran to Tom Miranda, and we were talking to him, and he didn't want to change. He was, like, yeah. locked in on this bow. Then eventually Matthew's like, you got to change. You got to change <laughs> the creed or whatever it was at the time. But he held out for years. I mean, I guess how do you guys feel about it? Is it no problem? You have no issue redoing it? Or is it something where it is a little bit of a hassle and you, shoot, you know? I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it either. Yeah, and it's not so much like for Tiffany because they don't come out with new ones every year. She shot, like, the Jewel for several years, and then – um, was there one after that, or no? Was it the Jewel and then the Avail? Jewel and then no, it was um, the. You used the Chill R. Yeah, the Chill R forever. For a while and stuff, but like for me, I, they, like their flagship one, they you know I kind of they want me to, and yeah. I wouldn't have to, but you know, they want to promote their, their their new bow. But I like it. I'm just kind of a gear junkie, and like I said, yeah. I worked at an archery shop for eight years, and you know, all through high school and college, I would shoot every bow and and you know, try every rest and shoot every arrow and every combination of flexings. I did all it for years and still do. 
I yeah, he's a That's why actually it's kind of cool because we get our bows like super, super early because when Matthews comes out with their new bow, you can't bring it to a bow shop to have it set up or anything. So we always get them because Lee sets all of our bows up and stuff, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so and a lot of times, like, I got the tracks that you didn't even have a name no, for it no. yet. It didn't have any limb graphics or anything. We didn't know exactly what it was called, but I got, was able to, you know, shooting it. You know, because I start hunting, like, I, like, my sheep hunts next year will be August 11th. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it got to start. You know, a lot of years I don't, they don't even have anything ready by August, you know, but this year they did. And so they were able to shoot it for, you know, almost three weeks or two, at least two weeks before before I actually started hunting. So, so are you guys filming? I love it because I'm a gear junkie. It doesn't matter to me if they're long, short, whatever. I'm used to shooting all of them. I did just within, within an hour. Are you guys so one year in advance it. for your show? One year? So like this right now will be air next year? Yeah. Or this year so at the end of the year? Yeah. Our stuff from this year, like when we started in August, you know, our first hunt this year was uh, mule deer. That'll be the first air will be like the first. It'll be like July 1st. It's like, a, like it'll end up like June 20th. Somewhere between there and July 4th normally is wherever that quarter starts. So, yeah, it's always a year ahead. So what can, uh, I guess, so what can people expect this year coming up from the show? What t what can you give away? Oh, it's, well, you know, it, 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 it's not a whole bunch you give away because now with social media, you see them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's almost instant. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that we're on them. So it was like our best year ever, in this, you know, for, I mean, for me especially because, you know, I... You know, I shot four elk this year and three 200-inch bucks. And Tiffany had a great year, too, with her. She just didn't go on some of those hunts with the two kids, some of the the, the ones that are, you know, like wilderness hunts or tents, stuff that we couldn't take them with. She just couldn't go. So Brantley Gilbert came with me on one, and and I went and I got a sheep hunt by myself and, and stuff. So, but, I mean, it, it's gonna, it's, next year is going to be our best year ever as far as big, big stuff. When, oh man, Reggie! They're over a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of monster truck? I might want in on. <laughs> is it great? I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but it's, it's a monster truck of some Hot Wheels one. Boy, it must be the hot ticket. Boys and their toys. <laughs> funny. Yeah, especially when, especially when a nine-month-old is having a fit over not having it. Uh, yeah, we all know, know that. Yeah. So, so Lee, when does that table switch and? Uh, you get to stay home with the two kids and Tiffany goes around. <laughs> yeah, a couple times this year, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not not like on trips that you leave for a week or anything like that. There's no surviving that. Last year, the days that the buck that she's been hunting is visible, and it was earlier this year a couple times, too. And, like, her mom's not has something to do or whatever and can't babysit for us. And I'll say, hey, your bug is coming out all the time. I'll just, and I'll stand with the kids. You go out. I was like, God bless him, but never. I would never leave for, like, a week and, like, be like, okay, Lee, good luck to you. I'm like, um, you know they have to eat, right? It's like he takes the camera in the tracker with him for, like, 12 hours a day. And I'm like, did you feed him lunch? He's like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, Lee, he's two. <laughs> Hey guys, Dave from the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We're looking for cool hunting stories from you. We want to hear your stories. If you have a cool story and you want to submit it for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at team at bowhunterplanet.com with your story. There's a good chance you could be invited onto the podcast. Hey, enjoying the hunt. You're listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, powered by Vanguard Outdoors. Let nature surround you and be a part of this amazing heritage of bow hunting. Now, on to the show. 
Like, hey, I don't have to eat lunch. He shouldn't have to. I know. Like, it's so true. Why is he crying so much? <laughs> he does. You know what? That's the thing, though. He doesn't. He doesn't make a peep. He loves being in there. That's yeah, awesome. Tractor, it's like, yeah, obviously, he's a two-year-old. You know, they got the attention span of a gnat, and they're just what? They're bouncing <laughs> off the wall. Yeah, I put him in a tractor, and yeah, he's been there eight hours a day. And man, he doesn't peep. He doesn't doesn't say anything. He just loves it. He just sits there, eats his apples, and looks outside. And he just. And then when they go take him in at night, he screams bloody murder and cries because he didn't want to get out of the tractor. <laughs> yeah. he sees it, like, even at like at Tiffany's mom's house, like the rangers or the tractor, you have to hide him around the back of the barn or put him in the barn because he sees him out the window. He doesn't have a fit. He just wants to go outside. Like, I know. He wants to go I'm like, like, yeah, we'll go play like on the swing. below out right now, and he sees a ranger out there and has a fit because he can't go outside to go sit in the ranger. <laughs> that's the way we used to always, when we'd shoot our bows in the summer, we'd have to, you know, we'd have to pull a ranger into the yard and he'd go up and just sit in it and think like he's driving it. He'd sit in there for two hours at least to let us shoot. You know, Until he got older. Yeah, then he got a little older. Then it had to be moving. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, it worked for a while, but now it has to be moving. So you guys, you guys got the uh, the ATA show coming up here. What, what's kind of what's your favorite part of that? What do you look forward to when you go? Oh, I love seeing all the new products. I'm like a total gear junkie. Yeah, so, like, anything you. new, and, I mean, I, I, like, read about stuff, like, all year long and stuff, and then, of course, I don't get out all that often, you know, especially down here, and so, like, I just get so excited just to see all the new products. And, of course, it's always fun to catch up with people that you haven't seen, like, all year long and stuff, too, but uh, for me, a total, I just love seeing all products. <laughs> yeah, me, too, and it's just kind of the point, you know, when I worked at the archery shop, we'd go, and it was so fun. I mean, Tiffany and I would go to that show before we had our TV show, and... I would go to every single booth and look at every single yeah. thing, and yeah. it was just so awesome. And now, you know, it's different with the show. You got to do appearances, and it's just, you know, you know so many people now, and the, you just never get any chance, time to look at them at, at stuff like we used to. Hi. But the, I think the best, the fun thing for me is, is is just seeing everybody again. You know, it's all these people are your friends, like, you know, David Bland and Drury's and Bland and, and, and Waddell and. Everyone. I mean, I text them all the time. Like Nick Mont just texted me with last night that he. Well, I don't. Don't you say that? I don't know if that's all. Tell us what happened. You know, it's something that we talk to all the time. Yeah. And you know, um, you know Levi Morgan. So we text all back and forth all the time. What are you seeing? Where are you at? All this stuff. And it's like you, you text them and text pictures back and forth and stuff. But it's the one time you get to actually see every yeah, see people right. and your buddies that you don't get to see all year. So like, for me, a lot of it is I don't get to see the product as much, although you still always keep your eye open and I always ask people, okay, what do you see that's cool? What's new that I need to go look at? But a lot of it is seeing, you know, all your buddies, T-Bone and... Is it a little bit overwhelming with the, the fan part? Because I know when we see you guys at the show, you, usually you're like signing autographs or something. It's like a big line, though. I mean, it seems no, like Jamie's always walking around. Oh my gosh! No. Oh my gosh! There's there's Tiff. Oh no. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! We're just happy anybody comes to see us. It was it was funny that the only person that has a line bigger than you guys is Luke Bryan. Luke's got you something. I'm like, why is this line? Why is there a line through the whole building? And I walked by. I'm like, oh. I guess that's why. <laughs> he's got you guys a little bit because he's got the same thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's funny. Honey, like said, I don't know. Every show we go to, we're always like, I wonder if people will come and see us. Oh, they come. Yeah, I'm so far it's worked. Yeah. Like I said, you know, we didn't do, we only did one consumer show last year because I was very pregnant, you know, time with the other ones. And so now we have the Minnesota Deer Classic coming up and the um, Dixie Deer Classic. And I'm like, gosh, I wonder if people will come and see us. Yeah, you always hope, and, you know, you just never know. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us. We don't keep you any longer. We know the baby's got you tied up, so we appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, good luck this year coming up for your, well, I guess it would be the next year's season technically. But, um, yeah, tomorrow's good... doctor, then we can see you guys are going to ATHL this year? This year we're not. We all have different plans because, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah, go. I'm going to Hawaii. There's a lot of things going on. So we have normal jobs, so we have to actually <laughs> figure it out, yeah, and I, I have to that. take time off. I got to Hawaii. At the ATA show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I had to take here. three vacations. That's, somebody's wife is dragging them. <laughs> that's part of the reason we, we chose not to go to a part of it because, to be honest, we do go end up working the whole time. So I feel like it's like, man, it's just, you know, you think you're going to get around and see all these people. A lot of times it's just so quick because everybody's totally so busy. don't. I'm with you. It's like no. we always think we're going to have, we have all these plans when we get there. And I'm like, no. did you yeah. even see like the 600 yeah. boots? Nope, yeah. didn't even get over this. You don't see that. And then plus, like, the things you plan to do. Like, right now, you're like, hey, let's meet up for dinner. That don't happen because things get all crazy and congested. We and... did make it to St. Elmo last year, though. We did make St. Yes. Elmo. That was amazing. You guys had that? For the record, you can buy the St. Elmo... <laughs> Cocktail sauce at Costco right now. Oh, right. Right. Ah, I was nice. tell you that. I gotta go. Nice. <laughs> She's right. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. You totally did, too. Wow. You can't eat that St. Elmo stuff straight up. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, did, I think but... we had a little red stuff in there. That looks really good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So thanks for joining it. You guys are always welcome back. We'd love to have you on later this year, just so you know know what's going on during the season. You know, I know it's harder for you guys during the yeah. during the season, but. Hopefully get you back, and uh, if you're listening, go to thecrush.tv to learn more about Lee and Tiffany and everything they've done, and if you don't know who they are, you're probably not watching any outdoor television. <laughs> right? <laughs> so well, this is your for chance. having us, you guys, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. my numbers now, and um, obviously on Instagram and everything else. I just started following you guys, so. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I won't Perfect. be on Instagram, so yeah, you have to get me on that one, so. Some of us have to work for a living. On that note. Not in that way. I mean, it's going to be a long night for you, my friend. Guess who's getting up in the middle of the night for the feeding? We'll let Lee go so he can go put a blanket on that couch. Remember, it is it is negative outside. You don't want to get yourself too much in the doghouse. Don't get a... Yeah. All right, thanks, that guys. Have a great right, night. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right, have a good one. Thank you again. Hey, you too, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. 
New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.